it really spoke to me because I feel like I was in a time where everything was so uncertain and we were all having to stay away from each other. There was a sense of community that it was encouraging. And I think that's what we all needed at that time. Um, and then, I mean, the shirts looked awesome as well, but also knowing that it supported the Trevor Project, um, that was super important to me because like as someone who has dealt with depression and anxiety, mental health is one of uh, the big passions that I have. Um, so, you know, I support to write love on her arms and the crisis text line. And so the Trevor Project to be able to have a dedicated kind of mental health resources for L the LGBTQ community, um, especially because our community is so heavily impacted um, by mental health like struggles and everything that comes with being in the LGBTQ plus community and having that identity. Um, it was so important to, to be able to support an organization um, like the Trevor Project and to make sure that anyone who uses those resources knows that they matter and they're loved and they're cherished exactly who they are um, was so important to me. And I felt like I wanted to support that and I wanted to openly support it. So that kind of influenced my decision. I felt like I, sure, I could show up as an ally, but it would mean so much more if I was showing up as my authentic self. And so I think there was kind of a double, like double reason to, to make that my coming out story. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the It's About Being Seen podcast, a special collection of conversations with members of the Pride 5K community who have used the race to come out. I am your host, Nikki Hiltz, and it's week one. We're here. This is the first episode. Um, today, I am talking to Maria. Maria is a Michigan native who works for Disney in Orlando. Um, and we talk about all about her coming out experience. I'm so, so happy with how this conversation turned out, and I hope you guys enjoy it as much as I did. I am here today with Maria, and I'm so excited to talk with you. Um, this is my first conversation. You're actually my, my first guest ever. So uh, yeah, I mean, I'm a little nervous. Um, so if you're nervous, nothing to be worried about. We got this together. Um, but I think I, I'm so excited to talk to you because you were one of the people last year who used this race to come out. And that was just so special and so awesome. And yeah, I just kind of want to have a conversation about it, at, you know, and the importance of visibility and representation um, and, you know, what it's like to live openly and authentically. So thanks for being here. <laughs> Thanks so much for having me. I'm honestly so honored that you DM'd me and asked me to do this. And I'm really excited. I am a little nervous too. So um, yeah, I'm just excited to have the conversation with you. <laughs> sure. Okay. So I think it could be cool to start with maybe reading your post. Um, so I'll just go ahead and read it just for those, you know, who, who haven't heard it or read it. Um, I think it's beautiful. So <laughs> okay. The last year on during the Pride 5K, you posted, today I the Trevor Project, an organization that serves LGBTQ plus youth. Here's why those 3.1 miles were extra special. 
A very wise friend once told me there's no coming out, just being. So hi, this is me being my whole authentic self. I'm proud to be part of this community and thankful to those who came before me, especially the Black, trans, and lesbian women who paved the way at Stonewall 51 years ago today. Happy Pride loves. <laughs> wow. So beautiful post. So powerful. I have chills yeah. right now rereading it for the second time. <laughs> but um, I'm just, yeah, I'm so excited to talk with you and kind of like get hear a little bit more about like how you got to that point in your life to come out because it's it's such a big deal and um yeah so I guess we'll just start by like tell us a little about yourself where are you from um you know and yeah who are you (laughs) thank you yeah so um I'm Maria Uh, my pronouns are she her I'm almost 26 um I currently live in Orlando Florida but I moved here from Baltimore about two and a half years ago, um, and I'm originally from Michigan. So kind of three homes um, so far, and I uh, currently work at Disney in technology. So I'm in their corporate offices, or I was in their corporate offices uh, before the pandemic. I've been working from home since then. Um, But yeah, I would not say I'm a runner, (laughs) <laughs> I, I love orange. I do orange theory five or six times a week. Um, so that's pretty much the extent of my athletic ability. Um, nice. But I um, have gotten more into running and um, have done several 5Ks. So that 5K was, um, yeah, it was really special to me. It was the fourth one I've done, I think. So that was fun. Okay, cool. Wow. So you're a Midwest gal. Yes, I am. That's awesome. Um, And yeah, I guess like you you said you you were in the offices, then you weren't. How how has like the pandemic been for you? Um, Like just like, I mean, 2020 has been 2020 and then 2021 has been crazy for everyone, I guess. Like, did you, is that why you got into running or started doing these 5Ks? Um, So not really. Um, The pandemic has honestly been like so emotionally draining Um, I'm sure for most people and, um, you know, I'm, I was fortunate enough. There was some uncertainty at the beginning of the pandemic where I wasn't sure if I was going to keep my job or if I was going to be furloughed or laid off. Um, but fortunately I've been working through the whole pandemic, um, working from home remotely. Uh, it's been hard because I am alone in my house. (laughs) So it's been super isolating and like I am an introvert, like I love to stay in and I don't like large groups of people. So I went into this pandemic thinking, this is like, I'll fly right through this. It'll be fine. Like I love being home. (laughs) Um, This is a dream for me. (laughs) Right. Right. And it got old real quick. It's like when you're not invited to a party that you didn't want to go to anyway, but like you still wanted to be invited just so that you had the option. That's kind of how I felt. <laughs> like, I'm not allowed to go anywhere, but I would at least, and like, I probably wouldn't go anywhere anyway, but I would like the option. <laughs> so. Yes, exactly. I would, I would like the option to turn it down. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And so when everything shut down, um, even gyms, like I had to, I did have to start running outside a lot more. And um, so try doing that. And it, I mean, in Florida, it's really hard because it, we're getting into April now and it's already like 91 degrees outside and like 90% humidity. So 
you have to go either like before the sun is up um otherwise you're just like dying and um I had never been like an outdoor runner before either so um switching to pavement from like being on a treadmill is so different too oh definitely yeah wow um I can't imagine. I mean, I'm in San Diego, so it's like 80 right now. So it's like a, probably like 10 degrees colder um, mm-hmm. throughout the year. But yeah, it's definitely brutal. Got to get up early. Um, yeah. Wow. Okay. So kind of indoor Orange Theory runner turned outdoor 5 k mm-hmm. <laughs> Um, So I guess why the Pride 5K? Like what about this race made you want to sign up? Was it, you know, the Trevor Project? Was it the t-shirt? Was it like oh my god I'm queer and nobody knows and I want to come out like you know where why the pride five yet <laughs> yeah so I originally found out about it through your tiktok um that was how I okay. first found it. like it was <laughs> the best tiktok video ever I think that was the first tiktok I saw from you um and so like I just think first of all like the cinematography in that was really cool like that was a solid tiktok honestly yes Shout out um, to Sam, Sam Murphy, our nice. videographer. <laughs> I loved it. Um, so the TikTok just, it really spoke to me because I feel like I was in a time where everything was so uncertain and we were all having to stay away from each other. There was a sense of community that it was encouraging. And I think that's what we all needed at that time. Um, and then, I mean, the shirts looked awesome as well, but also knowing that it supported the Trevor Project, um, that was super important to me because like as someone who has dealt with depression and anxiety, mental health is one of uh, the big passions that I have. Um, so, you know, I support To Write Love on Her Arms and the Crisis Text Line. And so the Trevor Project to be able to have a dedicated kind of mental health resources for L- the LGBTQ community, um, especially because our community is so heavily impacted um, by mental health like struggles and everything that comes with being in the LGBTQ plus community and having that identity. Um, it was so important to, to be able to support an organization um, like the Trevor Project and to make sure that anyone who uses those resources knows that they matter and they're loved and they're cherished exactly who they are um, was so important to me and I felt like I wanted to support that and I wanted to openly support it so that kind of influenced my decision I felt like I sure I could show up as an ally but it would mean so much more if I was showing up as my authentic self and so I think there was kind of a double like double reason to to make that my coming out story Wow, that's that's so awesome. And yeah, I, I mean, I think you said it perfectly. It, it, there's definitely this disproportionately, um, y- you know, anytime there's a marginalized community, like mental health or like, it, you know, it can disproportionately affect that community and, mm-hmm. you know, visit. And then, yeah, I'm so glad that you got that all from the video because that's like, that was the whole point of the race, right? It's like, we want people to come together and we want people to be seen and we want, you know, these youth like that the, the Trevor Project is helping in so many ways to see that there is this whole community coming together to run for love on this one day. Um, mm-hmm. I think that's awesome. So, um, so at what point did you decide like, okay, you kind of already answered this, but like, 
you know, maybe I want to use this race to come out. It was just like, I want to be more than just an ally. Like I, it's time for me to be visible and like for me to be seen. Would you say that's, yeah. 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 And I think there are convenient times during the year that it's like easier, I think, to come out. So June, obviously the conversations are already happening. It's, um, I don't know if it's cliche, but like, it's just, it's more convenient to come out like Pride Month and probably National Coming Out Day in October, right? So right. I was like, well, I mean, it gives me the perfect ex excuse to do it. It wouldn't be out of nowhere. Like, it wouldn't just be a random Tuesday that I'm like, <laughs> oh, hey, guys, by the way. Um, so it just kind of lined up and I had been, you know, I really didn't. I think come to terms with my sexuality until probably a year before I actually came out. So I, I hadn't even really thought too much about it until 2019. Um, and, you know, discovering more about myself and looking inward and um, just, I wasn't the type of person that knew from the time I was like nine, right? Like, mm -hmm. I compulsory heterosexuality is like real <laughs> um and so that was something that like you just think it's the norm when like yeah I'm gonna marry a man and I'm gonna have a husband and like literally for years I was like oh I hope my husband blah blah, blah. um and so I don't know exactly what switched but in 2019 I just started looking inward and I was like maybe this isn't like who I am and so you know, I took a year, a full year to like process and work through things and um, came to terms with everything. And I think you have to almost grieve like what you had expected your life to turn out to be. Um, and it's not necessarily bad. Like, yeah, it's just you thought your life was going to turn out one way and it's it's different. And so you just have to like adjust your your framework of how you picture your life. Um and so it just leading up to it, I think I was ready and comfortable to share that with like the world as opposed to just the handful of people that I had um, come out to like privately. Right, right. Um, no, I think it's you hit on so many, you know, important points there. And I think it is just such a journey. And I love that you said like, it's like you have to come out to yourself first before mm -hmm. anyone else because, you know, you're just learning and unlearning things that, that, you know, we've been conditioned to think. And so, I don't know. I just love hearing everyone's coming out story. I think they're all so different, but, like, also, like, similar. Like, I was someone that, you know, I knew from a very young age, but I just kept, mm -hmm. like, I was, like, no, I'm just going to bury this. You know, I'm going to marry, I'm going to have a husband. Like, I'm not going to ever tell mm -hmm. anyone about this. And then it just kind of came to a point where I was like, okay, I have to face this and I want to face this. And mm -hmm. so that's so cool that you, you kind of took a year to like come out to yourself, I guess. And I think yeah. that's another thing people don't really realize. It's like, you know, you, you have, there's so much internal thinking about it um, before you're just like, okay, I'm coming out. Here I am. <laughs> <laughs> because it's, it's, I mean, it is really scary and vulnerable. Right. And like, you also it's like a box it's something that like you can't put back and you feel like you can't put back in the box 
yes. right? Like yeah. once it's out there, it's out there and you're like, I'm going to change my whole life. Like, if this, <laughs> you know, and like, good. <laughs> and if like, I don't know, it's just, yeah, it's scary, but um, yeah, I don't know. It just feels so much better after. Yeah, definitely. So how did you feel like the day you came out? Um, probably you said you were telling, you know, some friends knew or people close to you, but I, how did you feel like the day you came out? Yeah. So I had, at that point, I had come out to a handful of friends um, and my mom a few weeks earlier. So um, even like not that long before I came out publicly, um, maybe like the end of May, I came out to my mom and she was great about it. Of course, Uh, my brothers, um, I have two older brothers. They were, I told them through a group text. (laughs) They're cool with it. and I, I just kind of assumed that my mom was going to tell my dad, and she did not. <laughs> so, oh, my gosh. So I called her that morning. So I, did, I ran the 5K, and then I was going to an Orange Theory class. So I was doing both. I don't know why. Oh, I thought wow. that was a good idea. That's impressive. Um, <laughs> thanks. Big day. So I called my mom. <laughs> yeah, I know, right? I called my mom on the way to Orange Theory, and I was like, hey, just to let you know, like, I'm going to post this. And just kind of giving her heads up so she wasn't, like, I don't know, she didn't, it didn't come out of nowhere. And she's like, okay, well, I didn't tell your dad yet. Like, you're going to have to tell your dad. <laughs> and I was like, uh, what? <laughs> so, oh, my gosh. So got back from Orange Theory, and I called my dad, and I told him, um, and he was cool with it. And I knew, I knew he would be. I just, I don't know, I think the father-daughter kind of relationship is always interesting. Um, right, right. And, I don't know, to, to talk about something like your sexuality is, is always a little awkward um, <laughs> with, with your dad. So um, I told him he was great about it. So then I I posted on Instagram and I took a shower because I'm like, I don't want to see anything coming in. Like, I'm just going to post it, put my phone away for a little bit, and I'll come back to it. Yeah, yeah. Um, so, yeah, and then I just, like, the response was great. It was, everyone was so sweet and lovely and um, just sent really nice messages and things like that. So uh, it all worked out. I love, I love that so much. I'm getting like yeah. butterflies just like, like it, it's just so <laughs> pure, like being, there's nothing like being vulnerable and then, you know, having a response like that. Um, wow. So I guess it's been, we're coming up on a year of you being like publicly out. I, I know that some people's stories are like, you know, obviously there's, there's so much joy and love and like being your authentic self, but like there can also, it can be definitely hard and weird at times. So I guess, how has this past year been for you now that you're, you know, an out woman? Um, I think there's been a lot of growth. Like I, I mean, first of all, just us having this conversation that I know is going to be on some public platform, like <laughs> is, is huge. And, um, I don't, so like, that's a big step for me. And even just like, it's one thing to be out to people, you know, and then it's another thing to share with people you don't know. Um, so the, I mean, this is a, a great first step and, um, of continuing to like be open and, I think in the past year, with all of the different social justice issues in our world, um, being out has really helped me kind of own my identity and show up for my community and be vocal about it um, and not be concerned about what I share on Instagram of is sharing a post about trans 
day of visibility, like, is that going to out me as being part of the community? Or if I, um, you know, if I post different things in support of um, whatever LGBTQ plus rights, like, of course, I can be an ally, but is someone going to look into it more and say, oh, are they posting this because whatever? Mm-hmm. Um, so just like having that freedom is so freeing. And like, it gives me such a great piece that I can post whatever I want because I'm out and there's nothing out like there's nothing anyone can like hold against you because there's no secret to hold you know what right. I mean yeah like, there's nothing to hide um, nothing to hide anymore yeah. yeah it's all out there exactly <laughs> yeah yeah totally um and someone even texted me and um because I had shared something on Instagram and uh, about like um LGBTQ plus rights and um you know the whole election and things like that right. and um she texted me and she said hey I just want to say I'm really proud of you like for for showing more of yourself on Instagram and like really like owning who you are and like I that's really inspiring and that like gave me chills because I never would have thought that I would be inspiring someone just by being who I am so I thought that was really cool yeah yeah that's awesome I feel like inspiration is just like a a chain of events you know like like Mm -hmm. someone inspires someone you know to come out and then someone else inspires someone to come out and then it's like someone and so you never know like who's watching you or who's listening to your story and I think that's you know one of the reasons I really wanted to have these conversations because it's like you know how many people are going to listen to this podcast and then be like actually you know I do want to come out and like you know because Mm -hmm. Maria and Nikki had the these positive experiences because of it and or, you know, wow, that sounds really freeing or whatever it is. So, I, yeah. yeah, it's so important. Um, and so I guess what would you tell someone that who is still in the closet and is maybe deciding whether or not to come out? What advice would you tell them? I think I would say safety first, always. Um, like not everyone is in the situation where they can come out, um, whether that's because of unsupported family, um, financial situations, um, different things like that. So just like understanding your own situation. And if you can't come out, like that's okay. Mm-hmm. Um, like you should never feel like it's something you have to do. You do it on your time when you want to. Um, if you can tell people you know are safe to tell um, and find, you know, find those people, find your chosen family if that's what it takes and start small. And the more, I think the more people you tell um, on a one-on-one basis or just like casually in conversation, the easier it becomes because you're like, oh, well, I told all these people like one-on-one. And if you just make a blanket social media post like that's not that's even easier than a one-on-one conversation with someone (laughs) um you know so starting small and just with a few people I think is it just makes the whole process easier um and you know you have those people to um go to for support if you don't get the kind of reactions that you were hoping um I'd also say you don't have to share a label if you don't want to, right? Like you read my post. I nowhere did I right. say how I identify and I still haven't shared that broadly. Right. And I, I don't think that I'm, I've shared it, you know, personally with a few people and, but it's a label is something that's very personal and 
you can identify however you want. So don't feel like you have to label yourself as lesbian or bi or pan or whatever, um, because things can change and that's okay. Um, and so if you just say, hey, I'm part of the community, well, welcome, like, welcome to the community. That's all, that's all you need to say. Like, father is to it. So, yes. um, yeah. No, I love that. So I think labels can change and like sexuality is so fluid and um, it's a spectrum, right? So. Yeah, totally. I mean, I love that. I love that point about labels too. Cause it's like, I mean, and then also if you come out as bi and then later you're like, okay, now I'm actually lesbian, you know, like it's, it's okay. Mm -hmm. Like it's, it changes and it's. Yeah. And that's totally valid too. Like mm -hmm. it's not, um, or if I came out as lesbian and I said, and I end up with a man, like that's fine too. Um, right. So either direction, like however you're feeling is valid and the community should be accepting. I know we, we have some issues in our own community about gatekeeping and biphobia and things like that. And that's awful. Um, it's not the majority of the community, thank goodness, but, um, just know like the majority of people will accept you for exactly who you are, no matter how you identify at the time today, next week, next year, 10 years from now. Yes. I love that. Um, yeah. I think it's also like you said, like, you know, you can do an Instagram post and do it that way. And it's mm -hmm. just so funny. Cause I, I just wish so badly that like, it, it's so funny because like, no matter what, this is the other thing about coming out until we live in a society where everyone isn't assumed straight, you're going to be coming out the rest of your life. You know, like I mm -hmm. wish it was as simple as an Instagram post and then everyone knew, you know, but right. you know, people are going to assume straight unless you come out. And um, so, yeah, I think, but with that being said, still, you know, if you, however you want to do it. <laughs> and, yes, exactly. And it does get easier. Like yeah. as you go and it's just, commonplace to to say oh no actually my girlfriend um or whatever my partner um and so changing that language I I do think it'll change eventually um might take us a little bit but yeah. hopefully we'll get there yeah yeah kind of normalizing you know like everyone normalize using like partner and you know yeah because mm -hmm. language is you know or be like yeah just don't assume that we live that it <laughs> that everyone you're around is straight or cisgendered or, you know, mm -hmm. I think that's something we can all improve on. Um, yes. Okay. Well, I guess where can people find you? Like Instagram, Twitter, TikTok. Um, are you on Bumble? Are you single? <laughs> where, where can we find um, you? <laughs> so I am on Instagram at Maria underscore 618. Yes. Um, it's my birthday in June. I'm a Gemini in case anyone oh my needs gosh. to know. <laughs> I am a Gemini rising and moon. Oh, nice. Yeah, people, okay. So people are terrified of me, but. <laughs> <laughs> I know. I don't know why I. I've heard that like Gemini's are crazy. I don't know if that's true. Like truthfully, I don't know much about astrology. So <laughs> I'll, um, I've heard... I think I'm like a Libra rising or no Scorpio rising Libra moon. Oh, I don't know. okay. I just like pull up your astrology chart. <laughs> oh my God, please do. Can you read me? Can you read my birth yeah, chart? Yeah, this turns into <laughs> astrology podcast. Um, right. I don't know. I guess Gemini's are supposedly two-faced, but 
I don't get oh, I don't yeah. get that vibe from you. Um. <laughs> yeah, well, thank you. I promise I'm not. Um, yeah, so I'm only on Instagram. I have TikTok, but I don't post. I just lurk. Okay. Like user, um, user, I, user three four five eight. <laughs> I do have I do have a real username. I just don't have any videos. <laughs> okay, okay. <You> <laughs> <got it. laughs> um, I deleted Twitter a while ago because I just doom scrolled. So um, deleted that last year, which was very good for my mental health. Okay. Um, yes. I'm on. I am on the apps. I'm not on Bumble because I cannot make the first move like <laughs> I I would prefer if someone else made the first move. yeah that's fair. I am very I am very single by the way so if anyone wants to slide into oh my, my DM, gosh okay operation <laughs> get Maria someone I don't want to assume you know. yes please <laughs> yeah please uh, honestly like my ideal situation would be someone setting me up with someone oh my gosh um, okay I got so, this. If you want to be my matchmaker, wow. you're more than welcome to. <laughs> I mean, I am interviewing two more people who also use the race to come out. So that would just be Ooh. the perfect connection. I'm already setting it up in my head. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Ladies and non-binary humans preferred. Okay, um, okay. Never, never say never to men, but... but Slim chance okay, there. Okay, that's totally fair. They're, but they are last on the list. Yeah, okay. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Maybe I'll cut that part out. Um, okay. Yeah. <laughs> okay, so we have three closing questions, like kind of more fun that we ask all of our guests. Um, first and foremost, what is your love language? My love language is words of affirmation. <gasps> I love that. Yeah, and so I think there's a, there's a Mark Twain quote that I think he said, I can live two months off a good compliment. That's very much applicable to me. <laughs> okay. Well, I hope your your soulmate is listening and takes note. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah le- I think words words is like second or third for mine. So, I it definitely a good compliment can go a long way. I feel that. Mm-hmm. Um, okay. And then this question. So my girlfriend insisted on having this question. Basically she anyone that knows Emma Gee she just like as soon as you meet her she just asks like a ton of questions and this is like one of her favorite ones to ask like anyone she's just meeting and it's it's <laughs> when did you know you were special and I, your answer can be anywhere like th- basically this is her I and then I flipped it on her and asked her and this is her answer she was in like seventh grade and kind of had just moved to this new school and her group was you know like the teacher broke the class up into groups and her group was it was they were playing trivia and it was basically whoever answered it was like sudden death whoever had the right answer to this trivia question won their group a pizza party and the question was yeah it was something like how did sailors prevent scurvy like something random and emma knew the answer right away she like it was (sighs) lemons or I don't know like the answer was like vitamin c and she knew it her like group turned it in and then they were the only ones that got it right and she's like that was the mo- for the rest of my life like i knew it was special and i was like <laughs> wow so it could be anything like simple as that or like you know i won the presidential election and that's why i know i'm special you know <laughs> yeah oh that's so interesting that's definitely not where i thought the question was gonna go <laughs> <laughs> so any first thing that comes to your head when did you know you're special <laughs> I mean I don't think there I don't think there was a 
time, a specific time I knew I was special. I think over time I've come to realize how much I care about people and like I care very, very deeply, like for my friends and family. I would literally like cross an ocean for them. Um, and so what makes me special is when I make other people feel special. So like I'm great at birthday presents and Christmas presents, like thoughtful presents. Um, I will like send random letters like via snail mail <laughs> with like, I have, a, I have a wax seal and everything. Like I go all out. Um, and so I just really enjoy making other people feel special. And like, if I can make you cry at a birthday present like I've done my job oh my gosh I love that so much you you're all about connection love it um yeah yeah well damn Maria's got a lot of love to give so anyone listening I do <laughs> I've not I really do I've now shifted this podcast to my, <laughs> I'm here my for it match. um okay wow uh love that answer so final question when have you felt most seen And this is um, the name of the podcast is it's about being seen. So um, about kind of about visibility and what's, you know, what does it feel like to like be seen as your true self? Yeah, that makes sense. I think I have felt most seen when I will be having a a conversation with a friend and they'll you know, or like I, I see a friend in the hall and, or, um, you know, in college or wherever on campus. Um, and I, they would say, oh, how are you? And I'd say, oh, I'm good, whatever. Or um, I, I was at work one day and just, you know, passing someone, how are you? Good. You know, your answer is always just like, oh, I'm fine. Mm-hmm. Um, when the coworker or friend stops you after you say you're fine and they're like no you're not like really like how are you um and so just being able to tell whether I'm okay or not or like my mood or how I'm doing based off of nonverbals, even though what's coming out of my mouth is saying I'm fine them just knowing me so well to say are you really and I think that's so important with people like again, going back to mental health, like check in on your people. And sometimes when they say they're fine, they're not fine. Um, And so when I feel most like I know that they're actually seeing me instead of just asking how I am, because that's what you do, asking how I am because they genuinely care and like knowing when I'm not telling them the truth and like calling me out on it and being like, okay, you're not telling me the truth, like for real. So. Wow. Yeah, that's great. I I heard a quote one time and it was like ask the second question so you know the first question is like how are you and then it's like good and then it's mm-hmm. like why or or you know like you said like no you're not like what's going on you know so like it, it's really yeah, yeah ask the second question I think it was I think it was about you know I read it during like mental health awareness day and I was like that's a really good mm-hmm. you know thing to keep in your pocket um wow well that was a great answer to every single one of those questions. Um, I I loved Thank having you. this conversation. You know, last year having 
people like you use this race as a platform, you know, to come out was one of the most special parts. And it was something that I wasn't expecting to happen at all. So just such a pleasant surprise. And I'm so grateful that you not only shared your story last year, but, you know, agreed to come on here and have this vulnerable and open conversation with me. Um, it's just so incredible. I just want to thank you so much. And yeah, I think, you know, I think your story uh, and answers are, are going to help a lot of people. Um, so yeah, just thank you so much. Well, thank you for having me. And when you, so last year you reposted my post on your story yes. <laughs> and I even had, I even had strangers messaging me um, and I'm still friends with someone who messaged me. So we talked like the rest of the day. Then we exchanged phone numbers and we've been friends ever since. Her name's Alyssa. Hi, Alyssa. Oh my listening. God. Um, and she lives in Santa Cruz. And so like, we're still friends a year oh later. Oh my gosh. That's where I'm from. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Really? Santa Cruz. That's wow. awesome. This is, nice. this is amazing. This whole race is about connection and bringing community together. So that makes me really happy. Thank you so much for listening to this week's episode. I absolutely loved talking with Maria and was just so inspired by all of her insight. Our conversation is an important reminder that coming out is all about what works for you, like wherever you're at in life. I hope that training is going well for everyone and that, you know, week one is off to a great start. If you haven't already, check out this week's cooking video. Um, Sam and I make our special sweet potato tacos. (laughs) I hope you guys enjoy it and see you on next week's episode.